everyone. This is Stacey Catmull from LTS Mortgage and Shred Media. And I am here today to introduce you to Skylar Welch. Skylar is a young loan officer with the Cadia Lending Group out in Portland, Maine, and she's absolutely killing it right now. So Skylar, tell us just a little bit about yourself, um, how long you've been in the industry, and also, um, I mean, I know usually women don't like to talk about their age, but when you're young, we like to know. <laughs> so go ahead and tell us your age and, and just kind of your story. Give us a little bit about it. Absolutely. So um, my name is Skylar Welch. I uh, grew up in Maine. I'm from a little tiny island on the coast of Maine. And I started with uh, a kind of crazy story how I got into the business. I was living in the Virgin Islands and um, just kind of living the life after college and decided I would um, move back to the States and I applied for a mortgage assistant job on Craigslist. So I did that and got this job with the Katie Lending Group. So in 2011, I started um, assisting with uh, mortgages. It was a tiny little broker shop had just opened its doors and I, it was a only the husband and wife couple um, at this shop. And I just started, you know, really helping with the files, like things like handwritten files. I was like scanning, Xing everywhere to sign. I was like writing, then typing. I mean, it was, you know, really learning the applications inside and out. Um, and after a couple months into it, um, they asked me if I wanted to get licensed. And I jumped right on that and got licensed really quickly and started originating loans. So I continued to assist them until 2015, um, just because I was scared of, you know, of course it's scary going 100% commission. Oh, yeah. So I was, I was scared of that and I didn't want to do that. But then it got to the point where they were like, you don't have time to assist us anymore. Like, what are you doing? Um, and they told, you know, they really reassured me that they wouldn't let me fail. So in 2015, I went um, to a full-time mortgage broker and really hit the ground running. Um, I did things like I reached out to every single real estate agent in the state of Maine. And I said, Hey, I'm a new mortgage broker and I'd love to meet with you. I'd love to tell you like what I can offer that maybe other people can't. Um, I'm kind of the mentality that, you know, brokers have always been better. I've always been a broker and I've always had all these options. Um, so I just kind of started promoting myself like that, going to every single networking event I could, um, every single, anything that I could be a part of to get my name out there, I started doing. Um, so now I've been a full-time originator since 2015. Um, I'm 33 years old and within this time frame, I've had three babies. Um, so I've, um, I've been really busy this year. I closed almost 250, um, units. Um, 250. yeah, with, and I have a processor, but I really originate all on my own, take every application, work to ever, you know, have full contact with every buyer, every real estate agent. I chase every single condition, um, you know, do everything from start to finish. That's allowed me to do is build some really strong relationships um, with both my real estate agents, my um, you know financial advisors, uh, networking groups, all these people, uh, my title agents. I've built really, really strong relationships with all of them, um, and in turn, been able to nurture these relationships and take care of these relationships over the years. And now the business is just natural. You know, I, I'm not chasing business every day. Okay, um, hold on just one second. I want to back you up just a little bit because we yeah. just had, like 
God, <laughs> yes, so much information and so many questions I want to ask you. Okay, so first, I want to go back to that transition that you made when you went from a loan officer assistant to a loan officer, because there are a lot of loan officers, whether they're working like in banks, whether they're in retail, whether they're assisting, who are really afraid to make that jump from right. like you know base salary to commission. So how did you? I mean, how did you know that you were ready to make that jump? Well. I didn't feel, I didn't feel ready. I had a newborn baby. I was scared, um, but I was making $12 an hour. Like it's not, when I think about it now, I'm like, I was crazy. Um, yeah. But when I started producing, I mean, I was closing, you know, 10 loans a month being an assistant. So I said to myself, if- But none of those I, were your own business, right? Those were all- No, deals. those were all my, those were all my own business. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I- I was, I started just going after my own business, building my own relationships on the side. Okay. Gotcha. Joined a networking group. You know, I'd go to networking events. Um, you know, my first, probably quite a few, I looked, I looked back at my loans recently that from the beginning and probably like 10 of them were my best friends, you yeah. know? Like, um, so I just, I was at an age where a lot of my friends were buying houses and they would tell their person, it just kind of naturally happened like that. See, but I love that you were working with somebody who allowed you to do that. You Absolutely. Know? They, they've always been so, so supportive. Um, and I, you know, what I would do to, to start, honestly, is I sat outside their office. I would listen to all the conversations they had. I would like really listen to the questions they asked that like I knew the paperwork side of it because I was assisting, but you don't know to ask if they received child support. You don't know to ask if they, you know, have been divorced or if they own any other properties or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So I really listened and took all of that in so that I then felt comfortable and confident to go and talk to my own clients. Right. So I think that was super important is just um, taking that time and not rushing into it. Um, but also knowing that, I mean, for me, like I had something to be like, if this doesn't work, go back to assisting us, you know, yeah. but within the first three months, I made more money than I made the entire year before. So just, and then I was like, wow. And then that just lights a little fire. I think also getting off salary, getting off, off that base lights a fire under you. It gives you more motivation. It doesn't give you anything to like fall back on. It pushes you to work harder because you have a family to support or you have yourself to support. And if you don't have that just kind of cushion, then it's just going to drive you harder. That's so awesome. Okay, so one of the things I've listened to a couple interviews with you, and one of the things that I love about you I, is I think that like I work very similar to you because mm -hmm. it didn't sound like you you sat like when you made that transition, you didn't sit down and spend two weeks or three weeks or five months planning what you were going to do. You just went out and you were like, if I felt yeah. like I could do it, I'm just going to do it, right? Yep, Which, absolutely. I, I love that. Like everybody's always like, well, what do you do? I'm like, I don't know. I just do whatever I think I should. Do. <laughs> Exactly. Just get the ground running. And that's what I always say to everybody is, you know, just it's a grind. It's a grind for a long time. I mean, I'm still feel like I'm grinding all the time, but I, you put in a lot of hours, but if you're building quality relationships, you're building, you, you're creating that trust in your clients, you're creating that trust in your real estate agents, you're creating that relationship with them that they know they can call you anytime. They know that they, that you're available. They know you're going to provide the best service. Yeah. Then, then the business naturally just snowballs. Um, so this, tell me a little bit about like those initial, like when you call new real estate agents or when you started calling real estate agents, like, I mean, what do you, what do you say? How do you get in the door? And then once you're in the door, like, like, what is the, 
What is the sell? Right. Um, so when I first started, it, I didn't go after the, you know, the big whales. I wasn't walking into these real estate offices with the real estate agents that do the top business. I was going after the agents that were new to the business. Mm -hmm. I started going to the um, real estate induction meetings where they were inducting all of the new agents. And I would be like, boop, boop, boop. I'd go up to them as soon as I, as soon as the meeting was over, I say, Hey, I'm Skylar Welch. I'm a new mortgage broker. I'd love to meet with you. Let's figure out how we can grow our businesses together. Let's figure out how we can help each other. We're both new. Like, why don't we learn this together? I know the lending side, you know, the real estate, the real estate side, let's build our businesses. And now some of those agents are my very best agents that are producing more than any anyone else. So that's been huge. Um, but I think something that's really important in that is don't forget about them. Don't always be chasing the next best thing. Don't always be, you know, going in thinking, oh, you know, they they just always are going to send me business because I've already built that. Continue to nurture those relationships. Always pay attention to them. Um, even now, like, I don't ever walk into a situation and say, like, we just have a deal? Like, or give me a chance. Like, I never do that. I walk in bringing value. How can I help you grow your business? How, what are you struggling with? Or here's a marketing idea or here's a, you know, whatever it may be, what, whatever the situation is, bring value, ask how you can help. Yeah. If you're doing those type of things, then they're like, wow, this person wants me to help them. And it's genuine. Like I'm not fake about it because it, quite frankly, like I don't go and try to work with people that I don't want to work with. You know what I mean? Like I, I want to work with people that I genuinely can build a great relationship with and know that we can have each other's back and, and build over the years. Like, cause I am young, I'm going to be in this business for a long time. So, um, and then over time I've built a reputation with these other agents. And now I do work with some of the top agents in the state, but, it, but I didn't go in thinking that from the beginning, you know, going in being, I'm going after these big dogs and I'm going to get shot down every single time. Cause they're going to be like, why would I work with you? You haven't even done a deal yet. You know, but the other um, thing that's really cool about that is that when you're growing your business with somebody, it like it creates a relationship that's different than when you're trying to earn somebody's business. You know, I I have relationships I work with that are like like we just started from the ground together, and those relationships are just so strong and so solid. And they may mess up, or I may mess up, but whatever, we just figure it out because we're partners. Exactly. And we're so I love exactly. I love that advice of you know just you know, hunting down those new agents. You can tell, right, who's going to do well and who's not going to do well. So Exactly. And go after the people that have equal drive. You know, go after people that are driven, that are motivated, that, that are hungry for the business. Because yeah. that's what's going to gain you business because you're both hungry and that's how you're going to grow. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit about um, the relationships that you build with your clients. I mean, a lot of loan officers, especially when they're doing the volume that you're doing, they're passing a lot off onto an assistant yeah. or onto somebody else. But it sounds like I mean, you're just fully involved in every single file. So yeah. how do you how do you build great client relationships that in turn equal re, equal referrals? Absolutely. So I think the first step is that you give them a great experience. I always, always, no matter what, give my clients a great experience. They contact me anytime. I'm super responsive um, and I'm personal. I listen to them. Like yeah. I go in trying to sell them something. I listen to what their needs are and then try to help them to help them find it. So if you give them a good experience, they're already your biggest fan, right? 
So then how do you stay in front of them? Well, I reach out to my past client, my entire past client base all the time. I mean, I just sent them all their CD, all the ones from this year, all their CDs for the tax year, just saying, hey, I know oh, tax up. it's crazy. Here's your CD so you don't have to look through it. Hope everything's going really great with the house. Let me know if you need anything or you have any friends or anybody looking for a house. Literally probably picked up so many buyers already just being like, my brother wants to buy or I want to refi or we're looking for a camp because then you're just on top of mind with them. Yeah. Like for Christmas, I sent them all Christmas cards with a little ornament. Like um, I reach out to them in the spring with tips or whatever for, or just saying like, how is everything? I follow them on social media. Like I see that they're having a baby. I congratulate them. Um, what, whatever it may be, you know, just making it personal, giving those personal touches. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm naturally like a thoughtful person, I think. So <laughs> it just comes natural to you. Yeah. Like I, it's not something I try. I don't know. Like I, a lot of people ask me that and they think like, well, you, what do you do? And I'm like, I don't know. Like I just will congratulate them on something or I'll reach out to them or, but I touch them so many different times throughout the year, but not in a salesy way, not in a way to be like, Hey, just looking for some business yeah. more like just checking in to see how things are going. Then that naturally is going to, you know, show people that you're, you're still there for them or even when rates drop. Okay. Rates just took a drop. So I'm going to reach out to all these clients, but I take the time to look at their transaction first Right. See what I could actually do, then reach out to them personally and say, hey, I took a I took a chance to look at your last loan that we did. I can see that I can save you about $200 a month just by lowering your rate, getting rid of your PMI. Let's yeah. take a look at this. Nice. Or setting the expectation from the beginning, just saying like, you know, the expectation, say rates are higher. Like, I kind of like when rates go up because I look at it as like, okay, I'm going to help all these people again. So I'll reach out. So I set that expectation from the beginning because people are still buying houses. Yeah. They're like, oh gosh, the rate's 5%. I'm like, yeah, you're right. The rate is 5%, but you need to get into this house. So I promise you that I'm going to be here for you. And the minute rates drop, I'm going to help you refinance. So you're already setting that expectation ahead of time. Um, you know, so just being communicative and reaching out, don't forget about them. I have people I closed in 2012, 2013. I still touch base with them all the time. I didn't forget about them. And now I've helped them buy their first house, their second house, their camp, their investment property, and their grandmother's house. You know, whatever it is. Like, realistically, yeah. Yeah. I, have one, I have one family that I think I've done maybe 26 loans for. Oh, you my know, God. <laughs> it's crazy. But it's crazy. become part of their life, you know. they. But then they reach out to you for everything. Yeah. You need that's to really a like my client the other day said, my furnace just exploded. What do I do? You know, whatever it is. But the great thing is, is I've become a resource for them. So I'm right. top of mind for them. And now they reach out to me for everything. And now I refer it to these other people. And now I'm also a resource for these other people. So these other people, financial advisor, like I have a client that need a financial advisor. There yeah. you go. Yeah. And vice versa. So I, you know, I just love it because I mean, like you guys don't really necessarily, I mean, like, I mean, I know you're active on social media, but you don't have like these big social media campaigns. You don't have people mm -hmm. running. I mean, it really is just raw, organic relationships mm -hmm. and just building friendships. I think, yeah. and you know, like anybody, anybody can do that. Like you just have Absolutely. to. Yeah. My, really coworker always says, my coworker always says to me, she's like, I feel like you're like best friends with all your realtors. <laughs> <laughs> I've built these friendships with them and they're yeah. genuine real friendships. Like we were talking the other day, my boss was like, there's at least like six realtors at all your kids' birthday parties. And I'm like, <laughs> my friends, you know, but, I but I, we work all the time. So if you yeah. work all the 
time. And these are the people you work with all the time. They naturally become your friends. Yeah. I love that. That's so great. Okay. So since this is like, it's kind of women crush Wednesday and it's, you know, geared towards women. Um, I mean, you have three little kids at home. How do you balance your work life? I mean, it's intense, right? It is. It, it is. And I not, I'm not the best at work life balance right now. Um, well, last year I wasn't, I would say, but I'm glad you can admit that, right? Because some years you're yeah, different. <laughs> it's true. And I, but I also doubled my business last year in one yeah. year again by my like by myself. So I was just trying to keep my head above water last year, and and I was aware of that, and I knew that. And I have a very supportive husband that was able to have a flexible schedule where, you know, he could pick up the kids and drop them off and have dinner done and do the laundry because That's his great. wife is going to be working till one a.m. every morning. Like, yeah do it without that. Um, but what I've also realized is that I don't want to have that forever for my life. And that this year, my main focus this year is building a team that is able to help me still produce the amount. I, I don't ever want to slow down in my production. So yeah. being able to build a team that's able to provide the same level of service but I'm still going to be that front facing person. I want to have my contact with all my buyers, with all my real estate agents, do all of that, but allow me to be able to get out a little bit more because this year I was really just like stuck to my desk. I couldn't eat, like go to the bathroom, like nothing real. You know what I mean? It's just kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, if, so if I'm able just to find the right person or the right people and, and really implement the right system uh, for not just myself, but for my processor as well, to really make the process super smooth and be able to handle more more business, that's where my focus is this year so that I can have a better work-life balance. So I'm not working till 1am every morning. So I'm not, you know, not being able to pick up my kids every day, all those things. Those are things that I need to make a priority. And I knew that this 2019, I wasn't able to do that, yeah. but in 20, I'm going to make that a priority. I love that. I mean, sometimes the business just starts coming, right. And you have to go with it. And, you know, I think sometimes we get so caught up on like, my life needs to be balanced. My life needs to be balanced. But when you're growing, like you're going to have stages of your life that are not balanced. And you know what, right. Maybe there's going to be a couple months where it's super crazy or 12 mm -hmm. months where it's super crazy. But then I love that you can step back and you can readjust and say, you know what, this isn't how I want my life to be. Right. And, and we're going to make some changes to, to make it different. And I also right. love actually that you're not like, I love that you didn't say, oh, I was such a terrible mom this year or, oh, I was such a terrible wife or, you know what I mean? I just neglected my family because as women, we tend to do that. Like we tend to feel really yeah. guilty about accomplishing things, but, you know, feeling like we're not accomplishing the most important thing. So I just love that you're like, you know what? It wasn't great, but I'm going to fix it. So right. I, and no and, and it's, it's adjustment year, you know, and we all knew that. And you know, this was the first year that I didn't take a maternity leave and I didn't have a nursing baby and I didn't yeah. have all those things over the last six years, like realistically. Yeah. So it was a big growth year and, and that's okay. But, but I also love what I do and I love my job and I don't ever plan on slowing down. So now I just know that I need to implement a few things to be able to continue to grow because yeah. I'm not really the type of person to, um, maybe hire more to work less. Like I feel like I would just work more, but I want to, you know, hire, train so that I can do more, but yeah. also be, be present more too. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's really awesome. Some people say that less is more, but for some people, more is more. Right. <laughs> right. <Really> competitive. <laughs> it's great. I think it's awesome. But that's the thing is like, you can have it all. 
you know, you don't have to pick and choose the things that you want in life. Like you can have it all. So we're going to wrap up here. We've been going for about 25 minutes. I, I just want, what are, what is one, like if you were a loan officer starting out new or a current loan officer, like what is your best piece of advice for loan officers? I mean, especially for women in the industry, like what, what do you want women to know? What have you learned that you want them to know? Well, I think as women, we are naturally um, nurturing and genuine. And I think use use that to your strengths. Buying a house is a very stressful process. It's a very, um, it's the biggest purchase of someone's life. And being able to be a genuine, like caring, nurturing person throughout that process is what's going to make you successful. Don't try to be a, don't try to be a salesperson. Don't try to sell something. Provide your service, provide your advice, be a mortgage advisor. If you're providing all of those types of things, you're naturally going to build strong relationships. And I, I think that that's really um, where the strength is. And as a woman, that, that's just a natural thing that happens. So if you're able to, to do that and capitalize that in the mortgage industry, then you're, you're going to do great. I love it. Skylar, thank you so much for being with us today. I know you have so much more to share and we'll have you on the show again, but thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Skylar, you're the best. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.